Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of MSTA Presents. Uh, each week, we try to talk to different individuals, either within uh, public education in general, or, or more importantly, sometimes we like to talk with our members about some of the great things that they're doing, uh, either in their school districts or for the association. Uh, today, we have with us Mackenzie Thompson. Mackenzie teaches at Kelly High School in Scott County, R4. Hi, Mackenzie. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for being willing to talk to us. Uh, we're getting ready for convention. And so over the course of the next few weeks, we'll be talking to some of the individuals that will be presenting uh, for us at convention, uh, some of the professional learning opportunities that uh, members will have uh, the, the option to, to consider either on Thursday or Friday. Um, and so Mackenzie is one of the first individuals we've had the opportunity to talk to. And before we talk specifically about your workshop, I wanted to talk just in general terms about uh, presenting, because I know you've presented for us before. I know you've done presentations for uh, other individuals, other organizations. And I, I wanted to talk about what got you interested in uh, in doing uh, professional learning and professional learning opportunities for your colleagues. Well, uh, it probably started with one of those famous teacher voluntold situations. <laughs> I um, I went to, oh my goodness, some sort of Google PD and I came back to the district and I had to share what I learned. And I thought, okay, I talked to teenagers all day. Talking to adults isn't so bad. Um, got involved with MSTA, went to leadership, went to convention, saw the presentations and I thought, you know, I can do this. I'm doing some pretty cool stuff. I, I can definitely share it. And um, I think the first time I presented was at leadership conference. And I knew that a group of fellow MSTA members were gonna be the kindest and most forgiving if it was a hot mess. And it went well and I've just, I've been doing it ever since. I love being able to share what I've learned from other people and helping other teachers be the best that they can be. So when you thought you you said, okay, I I I can do this, did you approach um our uh director or, or uh professional learning manager uh Dina Layton or Dr. Dina Layton or did you did Dina approach you? How did that work? Or, well, or do you whenever, remember? <laughs> whenever the advertisements come out for leadership and convention and I got that email that said the application is open for presenters, I thought I'll just give it a shot. If they like what I've got to say, that's a good sign. If not, I tried and and they liked it. And here we are many moons later. So we're not just making that up. When we really ask for uh, yeah. presenters, uh, we, we mean it. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and so anytime that uh, anyone, if you see that as, as a member of MSTA, know that we really want you to submit your ideas for workshops because Honestly, I, I don't say some of the best ideas, but the best ideas for our workshops come from our members. And uh, that's why we appreciate it when you submit ideas. And and for some reason, if we don't choose your uh, workshop uh, presentation idea the first time around, that doesn't mean that Dino won't come back to you as an individual and ask maybe down the road or resubmit the next time, whether it be convention or leadership. Um, Absolutely. So, so yeah, it was worth our time, certainly. And, and obviously it, it was worth your time to, to do it as well. Um, but I want to talk specifically about the workshop that you're going to be doing for convention. Um, you, it, the, the title is setting students up for self-efficacy. 
And I was wondering, I, I, I have a general idea of what that means, but I'm intrigued. I was hoping you could go into a little more detail about uh, what the title means and then what you're going to be discussing and talking about during the workshop. So I am a sucker for alliteration. That's the English teacher in me. So I had to, I had to work that in there. But um, it's really just helping students help teachers. Um, it seems that post-COVID um, students have kind of lost that belief that they're able to do stuff. Um, and when that happens, it makes our job as teachers more difficult. So my session is all centered around helping students develop that ability to believe that they can grow and have that confidence in themselves, which has the ripple effect of making teachers' lives far more easier because mm -hmm. we spend more time teaching our content and not having to um, constantly build them up and remind them that they can do things. It gives them that inner monologue, that growth mindset that they need to succeed. So Mackenzie, can you give me kind of a, a real world example? It obviously doesn't have to be something that you've experienced, but just uh, an example of, of something that it sounds almost like empowering students a little bit as well. Um, is Can you give me an example of maybe either you, something you've seen or just a broad example of how that works? The very first example I give um, in my session to just kind of help with the overall understanding of self-efficacy is riding a bike, mm -hmm. um, which I'm currently going through with my five-year-old right now. You get on that bike the first time, you take the training wheels off, you kick and you scream and you cry that you can't do it. You're terrified that you're going to fall. You're going to fail, but you just keep getting up, doing it over and over again. Um, no matter how many times your mommy or daddy tells you that you can do it, you have to believe that you can yourself or you can't pedal that bike. And now when you are a high school student, you look back and you're like, man, I don't even remember learning to ride a bike. I've been doing it forever. So that's the example that I give. And I let my students build upon that stuff as well. The things that used to be really hard in my language class, it's something like um, citing sources. You mm. used to think that was in a completely different language and now you do it without even thinking twice. So giving those like very basic real life examples makes it a lot easier to tie into the classroom. I, I guess from my my perspective, what I have experienced, so I, I teach a, a college level class, and it's the last class that the seniors take in the uh, marketing and advertising uh, sequence in journalism at MU. And uh, one of the things they're trying to wrestle with right now is the, the big idea for their client. What does that big idea look like? And I think if they had their way, I would just give them the big idea. Oh, um, and I want them to uh, be empowered. I want them to be challenged with what does that big idea look like and, and what does it mean? And honestly, I mean, from what I've experienced is frustration on their part, but I don't think that's bad. Am I, am I correct? I, yeah, they have to um, go through that frustration and learn I don't, almost how to harness that power for good. And one of the things that I go through in my session is you know, that anxiety and that frustration is real and teachers have to acknowledge it. And I, um, one, of, one of the things that I really stress um, is that you can't do anything as a teacher without those personal connections with students. 
So being able to say, hey guys, here's a situation that I went through that I thought I couldn't do it and now look at me um, saying, hey, I get frustrated too. And just relating it with them um, is one of the, the four kind of pillars for helping build that self-efficacy is helping them relate to you, giving them that positive feedback. It, it, it sounds like self-efficacy is uh, one of those things that um, I don't think you are prepared for or, or learn about necessarily in your uh, education courses, but you recognize the value of it once you identify it. it is it something that you've you've kind of grown with, uh, learned about, kind of built up your own idea of what it is and how to make it work, your, your own strategies that you've used um, over the course of, of your time teaching? Um, or is it something in, that you, you've always known, you, you've, you've just kind of uh, uh, experienced and identified it? Or is it, is it something that you're continuing to try to improve and, and build upon? I would love to say that I've always known and I'm just the wizard of everything, yes. but <laughs> um, no, it's, I, it was something that I noticed that there was a need um, and I was given the opportunity through our regional um, professional development center to attend um, where we talked about self-efficacy and the importance. And I sort of took those things and morphed it into how it works for my students and my teaching style so as I go through the different things that I do um, throughout the year, and it's always just, you know, it's little things. It's not like I'm stopping my instruction to say, here's how to believe in yourself. It's, it's embedded in there. And I am constantly tweaking and changing and adding and researching to better meet the needs of my students. Because goodness knows they change day by day, not even yes. day by day. <laughs> you probably found that out even, even this year. I, hopefully, I, I haven't I've had the chance to talk to some some of our members some teachers and I don't know what this year looks like compared to last year or the year before I I assume that it, there's more normalcy there um, but also maybe some challenges that you didn't experience last year and certainly not the year before am, am I right or oh is it yes the same as it's always been? as the normalcy tries to get back in there and as we try to make it as normal as possible we kind of find those gaps Hmm. along the way. And, and one of those big gaps that I've noticed is their ability to, to believe in themselves and we're, we're fixing all the gaps. Yes. Yeah. And it's going to take time. I mean, it's not something that one year is going to, to make the difference. It may be many years and, and that's okay. I mean, that's part of the value of education and, and the time that we take, you take with, with your students. And I, I really appreciate that. Um, so let's workshops themselves. You are on what what days I, are you doing? I have two sessions. Okay. Um, I have a session on the 17th and it's at 3:30. And then I have a session um, the following morning, bright and early at 7:30. Mm -hmm. So And they're the same, the same workshop both times, correct? Yes. Okay. So what that means is right after. Uh, the business meeting, the assembly of delegates, uh, you should make your way to McKenzie's workshop. Um, or if you say, boy, I love early morning workshops. And honestly, I've always been shocked at how many people show up for those yeah. early morning workshops. Yeah. Um, then you'll have a group of people that day too. The buzz will build. The buzz will build from the afternoon of Thursday 
for Friday morning. And I always do uh, some super fun giveaways of some, well, I'm not going to spoil what it is. But no, some fun no. Giveaways. And we do a self-efficacy activity that I make my students do, um, which is always a lot of fun. I love hands-on, you know, workshops. I think that 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 engagement is is much stronger there. Whenever I can, I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, cause it forces me to pay attention when I'm not awake, and yes. and that's not a bad thing. Yes, we're just like the kids. <laughs> oh yeah, tell me about it. Maybe worse. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So Mackenzie, the the workshop is titled. Um, setting students up for self-efficacy. There are two workshops. Either you can attend on Thursday afternoon or you can attend Friday morning. Um, and uh, you can find out more about some of the uh, some of the ideas and, and strategies that McKinsey has used in the classroom and things that you can do in the classroom as well. Uh, McKinsey, thank you very much for being willing to talk with me today. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up? I am looking forward to convention in less than a month now, and I cannot wait to see everybody um, throughout the entire thing and attend some presentations myself. So convention, yeah, Mackenzie's right. Convention is right around the corner. It's going to be here before we know it. Um, you know, October's almost over, which is hard to believe, um, but we'll have, I know, convention will be here very soon. So look for more uh conversations about workshops presentations uh over the course of the next month uh less than month there'll be another one next week um with a, a different presenter and uh mckenzie thanks again and i look forward to seeing you in person when we get to convention in november thank you so much for having me